1: Here's to the ones who follow their small business dreams. The builders, the makers, the movers and shakers. The ones who are bold enough to stand by what they know or leave it all behind for something new. For 30 years and counting, these believers have found a home online with a .NET domain name. To them, we say thank you. And to
2: you, we say keep pushing, keep fighting, keep dreaming up. Realize your big idea and find your .NET. Visit keepdreamingup.net.
1: You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. It is Wednesday of a Thursday night game week. It is Opponent Wednesday, which means Packers Bears becomes Bears Talk. Paige Demakos from FanRag Sports is here to talk about the Chicago Bears. She is a Chicago native although she lives in Phoenix now as part of the fan rag empire. And so she's going to join us to talk about what's going on with the Bears. What is going on with the Bears? We need the Harry Carey voice for this. They beat the Steelers on Sunday in one of the most shocking moments of the early season. And, and the Tariq Cohen thing we're going to get to with Paige. But the Packers is where we need to start first and foremost Before we do that, a reminder quickly, the Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway continues again. Every week we're going to do this. We're going to give away an Edge subscription once a week. That subscription gets you access to player grades, to snap counts, to fantasy projections, to rankings, to tools, to all sorts of data. And that data can be really helpful to you, maybe not in your everyday life, but certainly in your fantasy football life and just in your NFL fan life. Life. Sometimes you know how you deep dive on YouTube with the video. You, you may just, it may be one Jimmy Fallon video and all of a sudden you're watching everything that's ever been on YouTube related to Game of Thrones. It can, it can happen. It happened to me. You can get down a rabbit hole with all the pro football focused data. So all you need to do to enter, leave a review of this podcast. In that review, put your name and your Twitter handle and you could win. We're going to do it once a week. So every you could, do, you could be leaving reviews on every Locked On podcast and you would have a better chance to win. Jeff Ratcliffe, who's going to be on Locked On Fantasy every Thursday from Pro Football Focus, you could go rate that podcast. Leave a review and put your Twitter handle in it. That's another entry for you to win the Edge subscription. So if you really want that Edge subscription, and you should, then you need to be doing your best to rate some podcasts around here. Now, before we get to Page and the Bears, some really encouraging news injury-wise. The Packers on Tuesday actually had practice. Kentrell Bryce updated to full. David Bakhtiari, actually limited participant in an actual practice. Remember, the Monday projections were just that. Randall Cobb, full participant. Mike Daniels, an actual limited participant. Quinton Dial, full. Ty Montgomery, full. Nick Perry, full. Jake Ryan, full. That's the good news. The bad news. Brett Good, the long snapper, IR. Kyle Murphy, IR. So that's an interesting wrinkle here. Because that leaves the Packers needing Brian Belaga and David Bakhtiari to be playing. Or they're going to have to start either... The the player that they just picked up from the, the Cardinals practice squad, Ulrich John, whose last name sounds like a first name and first name sounds like a last name. That's not ideal. That's three offensive linemen on IR, three offensive tackles. So the Packers cannot afford David Bakhtiari, Brian Bulaga to get hurt any, any more. I want to address one more thing before we get to Paige. The Packers released a statement yesterday after the after the show of unity on Sunday. There were a lot of protests. And there were there were different teams called them different things. But something interesting happened in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers apparently went to the locker room and said, I want to make this a I wanna make this about something bigger than our football team. Martellus Bennett Thought about it. He is going to stand for the anthem. They're going to lock arms as a team. They're asking the fans to join them in the protest. In in a show of unity against racial divisiveness. Against inequality. Against oppression. It's a little banal for the tastes of some of the the, um, hardcore anthem protest advocates. But I want to make something clear. Not kneeling is not the same as being anti-kneeling. Not everyone feels comfortable voicing their support for something in the same kind of way. So this is the example that I keep using. Martellus Bennett, during the anthem, has been raising his fist. He didn't last week. He sat. He's been raising his fist over his head. That is a well-established symbol of black power. And empowerment. If I did that, it would make me uncomfortable. But he is protesting. That is his way of protesting. I won't do that. But that doesn't mean I don't support what what that gesture means. I do. So in the same way that some people are upset that the Packers aren't going to kneel or that Aaron Rodgers is not going to kneel because they think he should because he should stand for racial inequality— I understand that perspective, but my the point that I'm trying to make here is, Colin Kaepernick knelt, you don't have to kneel to protest racial inequality as an athlete. There are, there are myriad ways that you can approach an issue like this, and the fact that the Packers are saying, we want this to be bigger than us, is important. Aaron Rodgers said specifically, quote, it's never been about the military or our men and women in uniform. Like I said after the game, we love and support them, and each of us, I'm sure, have done charity events for them. I've been to Fort Wainwright in Alaska and done PT with those guys at 5 in the morning, and we love them. We're thankful for the opportunity they give us. This is about equality. This is about unity and love and growing together as a society and starting a conversation around something that may be a little bit uncomfortable for people. But we've got to come together and talk about these things and grow as a community, as a connected group of individuals in our society, and we're going to continue to show love and unity. And this week, we're going to ask the fans to join in as well and come together and show people that we can be connected and grow together, end quote. Whether or not you believe in what Colin Kaepernick did kneeling for the anthem and whether or not you think the Packers are going about this the right way, Standing up to inequality is something that we should all do. And players like Aaron Rodgers using their platforms to fight for something like equality, something so basic, is important. And so if you want to say stick to sports, that's fine. Plenty of podcasts out there. This is sports because the Packers are doing it. The Packers are engaging their fans. They want you to be engaged. The team wants you to be engaged with their show of unity around the idea that inequality cannot be tolerated. This should not be a hard concept to wrap your head around.
0: list okay
1: soapbox over we've got Packers Bears this is a historic rivalry the series is tied 94 94 and 6 right now so we're gonna have to talk about actual real life football and to do that we have Paige Demakos from FanRank Sports Paige thanks for joining Lockdown Packers
2: no problem Peter but glad to be here
1: so let me just back up a second your your midwest roots explain them
2: (laughs) uh chicago girl obviously that's where the bears come in uh born and raised in chicago went to school at university of nebraska then moved out to phoenix arizona because i got smart and decided i don't like the cold weather anymore Love my city, love where I'm from, but man, oh man, me and the cold do not get along, so I'm, I'm happy out here in Scottsdale, <laughs> and uh, I love visiting Chicago in the summertime, where it's the best city in the world, and uh, then leaving when it gets cold, and uh, I don't have to deal with it, so no scraping my car, no dealing with the salt on the on the roads, no snow, and if uh, if I'm feeling like I need it, I, uh, I make my way back to Chicago for, for a quick weekend, and then I'm out.
1: Smart. Yeah. <laughs> you really chicago is Chicago is a great weekend city
2: sure is sure is it's uh like I know you live in New York New york's great uh chicago they're, they're great places to live and i love uh love where I grew up
1: all right, let's talk about the bears I, I know that uh, this is this is actually a good week. I was a little worried that that uh this was gonna be depressing for for any bears person that I brought on because they played the Steelers and then they
2: won page yeah i uh Here's the thing. I don't want to say I called it, but the Bears, first and foremost, let's leave the Bears out of it. The Steelers play horrible away from home. So let's just let's just go right there. Right. Uh, Big Ben is a completely different quarterback when he's not playing in Pittsburgh. Um, the Bears, we all know, we saw what happened. I mean, the Bears, if any of the receivers or running backs catch a ball in the week one, they beat the Atlanta Falcons in week one. I mean, so it's this team... The Falcons also
1: a very different team away from home.
2: Exactly. The Falcons also a very different team away from home. And that turf just slows people down. Um, Those teams that like to run those fast offenses that are anti what the Bears do. um, It's not very good for them when they visit Chicago. So it's in Chicago's um, advantage when teams like that that are very offensively based that like to run things fast when they come to Chicago because the turf's not not too kind to anybody. So it's... uh, not saying, not taking anything away from the Bears. They they did a great, they had a great game. But uh, <laughs> do I think they're a better team than the Steelers? Not really. Um, but they they did beat them this week, and uh, it was a good win for the Bears and good win for the fan base because uh, starting off zero and three is really rough.
1: It sure is, but it could just as easily be two and one, right?
2: Very much so. Very much so. They definitely should have won that game. I mean, you can't. Uh, Glennon marches all the way down the field and puts the ball on the money three times in a row, and nobody can come up with the ball. So you gotta, you gotta be able to to come up with those plays, at least one of those guys. So he uh, he did everything right in that last drive, and I'll give him credit because I I know that the Trubisky train is running at full steam in Chicago. So it's uh, even after this win, I get calls from my dad regularly that he's ready for the. For Mitchy, his boy. So, do, <laughs> I, do you have I a know. ticket?
1: Do you have a ticket for the Trubisky train, Paige? Uh,
2: let's just say I wasn't thrilled with the draft pick. Uh, just oh. more, more so because of, uh, more so because I think it was ridiculous what that they got fleeced by the Forty ers to move up one spot. But that's, uh, I, I don't think that was a very smart decision when it happened. Uh, I think he's a very athletic guy. Uh, there's a lot of promise, but uh, if you know anything about Bears history, which I'm sure you do, they do not have a history of developing or ever having a very good quarterback. So, they sure I, don't. excuse me if I'm being cynical, but i uh, I'm in wait and see mode because I want to I, I want you to show me something, not in the preseason. Uh, so we'll see. I'm in wait and see mode. he sure he sure looked good in the couple of games I watched him. he, Played pretty well here in Arizona when they played the Cardinals in preseason. But preseason's preseason. The regular season's a completely different ballgame.
1: Speaking of looking good in the preseason and then showing you something in the regular season, Tariq freaking Cohen. <laughs> Holy crap.
2: Yeah. he's, uh, he's uh, I, He really had a really, really good game here in Arizona when I watched him. And that's when I put him on my fantasy football radar because – I thought to myself as I'm watching this game, I go, man, oh, man, Kevin White can't stay healthy, and sure enough, I was correct. Uh, Bellamy is not a good wide receiver. Really going
1: out on a limb there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I really going out on a limb there. Uh, Bellamy is not a good wide receiver, and Cam Meredith, I mean, who are you talking about? I mean, it's not. this is not a good wide receiving core. So they're going to have to get the ball. They're going to have to use a running back much And now
1: more. all those guys are hurt.
2: Exactly, 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 <laughs> exactly. So now you have now you have a guy like Trey Cohen who can be a running back but also catch passes. And you saw in that first game they, they dialed up a 30, 40-yard bomb to him in the end zone. And, you know, Atlanta made defender made a really, really nice play. But they're utilizing him a lot in the offense. And I saw that in the preseason. And, man, is he fast. Uh, he's really really fun to watch receiving kicks taking back punts whatever he's doing for the offense and now that it's basically the Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen show offensively because they actually don't have any other position players to play football
1: you've got to be taller than Tariq Cohen
2: (laughs) yeah I'm taller than Tariq Cohen yeah I'm 5'10 so (laughs) I'm taller than Tariq Cohen and I'm 5'10 without cleats on so that's for sure
1: He's. I think he's listed at five six, and I bet he's not five six.
2: No, I bet he's. You know how the. You know how those football. It's all of them. Football, NBA, all those guys. They're. Uh, they give themselves the cleat or the or the sneaker advantage. So. They're, yeah, they're, I bet
1: he's five <laughs> four and three fourths <laughs> yeah. barefoot.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a small guy. That's for sure. But he's very fast. <laughs> he
1: he is, and and just like taking taking my association with the Packers out of it, a fun fun player to watch. But here's the here's the question that that I keep asking. One catch for nine yards by a receiver against the Steelers in a game they win. Because Jordan Howard is a horse and Tariq Cohen is a, a, just an incredible joystick player. <laughs> Couldn't Mitch Trubisky hand the ball to Jordan Howard and dump the ball off to Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen?
2: Yes, he could. He could also uh, he could also throw the ball. He could also roll out of the pocket a lot better. He's a lot more athletic, got a lot better arm. Um, do I? I Long term, yeah, I think Trubis, he's the guy. Um, I think he's a way better quarterback, or at least has the potential to be a way better quarterback. And my issue with putting him in so early is: is this team in a com- in a position to compete this year? I don't think so. Um, so I think, you know, I almost thought in week two, that they were gonna to go to Trubisky in the second half, just because of how poorly Glennon played in the first half. And I don't necessarily know. Their offensive line has turned out to be a little bit better than we all thought, um, especially when you look across the league and you see how bad the Seattle's and the New York Giants offensive line, the Cardinals, um, the Packers, even so, you know, they had some major, major issues. Kyle Long comes back, they look pretty good. Offensive line, they give these guys time. But, you know, Glennon doesn't have any weapons, other than Terry Cohen and Jordan Howard, really. So, I I think to, to the long-ended, winded version of that, yeah, Trubisky could do what he's doing, and I think better. Is it the right time to do that? I, I don't know. I, I is John Fox the right coach to develop Mitch Trubisky? I don't know the answer to that question either. I don't think so. He's a defensive-minded guy, but it's Chicago, man. They don't <laughs> they play defense and they run the football. So maybe that's all Trubisky has to do.
1: And the defense has looked good. Yep. I mean, I, I, you you said the Steelers haven't played great away from home. That's true. And the Falcons don't play great away from home. But last time I checked, Julio Jones was still on the field. Devontae yep. Freeman was still on the field. Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell. Like, they they did real things against really good players, regardless of where the game was taking place. And Vic Fangio has had success against Aaron Rodgers in his career. This... this Bears defense seems much improved. I like what they did bringing in some some help at corner. Kyle Fuller, he had those great first couple weeks as a rookie and has been mostly bad since then, right? Yep. So I think I think they they did some nice things. I think there's some good pieces on this defense. It's a shame that Lamar Houston can't stay healthy, mm-hmm. but I mean Leonard Floyd, he's he's freaky
2: yeah they have I mean, they have a lot of pieces, and it's it's not monsters of the Midway pieces, but they're they're getting there. I mean, they looked a lot better defensively. and I think specifically to this matchup with Green Bay, well, Green Bay has been they i mean, who hasn't been injured? I feel like it's been in, yeah. s- insane thus far for this team. And uh, you know, I look at this team and what they're doing and I go, man, if Rogers isn't on, isn't on this team, how many wins does this team have? Just because they I mean, uh, they just. With their offensive line, with the injuries they've suffered there, um, Jordy Nelson not being able to stay healthy now, um, you know, he's back out there and he played well last week, but it's always a concern when you have a guy who gets injured and then comes back out. Um, And and their offensive guys, you know, Martellus Bennett, is he going to catch a pass? I mean, it's it's one of those things where you're watching it and you're going, man, Rodgers is so gifted that he wills himself into these victories, but... You know how the Bears? I mean, the, I looked at the record. They showed it during, I think it was during Monday Night Football or during Sunday Night Football. I was watching, and they the all-time record, and it's like almost exactly even between the Bears and the Packers, and it's because they just as good as in my mind. How much better the Packers have been in my in my lifetime? Because literally went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers in my lifetime. Uh, it's
1: it's gotta hurt as yeah, a Bears fan oh, for
2: sure. It definitely hurts, but I mean. to see that record all time up there, I go, wow, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible because these teams, it's just a different, one of the best rivalries in all sports. It just brings out the best in, in both teams. And uh, the bears are going to come to play
1: 94, 94 and six is the current record.
2: It's insane. That's insane. When you think about how many games have been played between the two of them, and that's the record.
1: And it's been, it's been within like five or six games, either way for like the last 15 years.
2: And that's the craziest thing to me is because I just think of how, in my mind, the Packers have just been so much better, you know, than the Bears. And then I really, I went back and I looked and I was like, man, you know, that's, it's not really the case. You know, they played these teams in, you know, everyone kind of forgets that Jay Cutler took that team to an NFC championship game and, that you know the famous the famous belt thing that happened in Chicago. I mean, it's well they're one play away from Aaron Rodgers not having a Super Bowl in his career. I mean, that's it's very very plausible. They don't win that game, so it was. Uh, I remember it very vividly. I remember watching it very. very We're twelve vividly.
1: minutes in, and um, <laughs> you managed to make Packer fans really upset with you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm proud of you. For, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you for lasting this long, to be honest, because you. you it could have happened a lot sooner.
2: Listen, I like to remind people that Rex Grossman and Aaron Rodgers have been in the same amount of Super Bowls. One, one, <laughs> but uh, that's a stat that I will go to the grave reminding everyone. That's great. Hey, you got the nice shiny toys. Same amount of Super Bowls as Rex Grossman. So there you go.
1: Oh, man. That is brutal. <laughs> that is so brutal. The Packers have won 14 of the last 16.
2: That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Lovey Smith in- and company. Including and- a... Had a rough go at the
1: Including a 55 to 14 uh, thing that happened a couple years ago, you may recall.
2: Yeah, that was Monday Night Football, was it not?
1: It was either Monday night or Sunday night, I don't remember. it was
2: one of the two. I just remember I got back. uh, This was an introduction to my boyfriend, who now we've been dating for a while, but at that time we hadn't. That was his introduction to Paige, the sports fan, and my, oh, my, I'm glad he still sticks around with me. Good (laughs) Lord, it was not pretty.
1: Can I get you on a prediction before we get out of here?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think the Packers sneak out a victory, but I think it's much much closer than than probably people will people will think. Oh yeah, the Bears are going to lose. Probably twenty four twenty, twenty four seventeen Packers. I think it's really close in the first half, and then Rodgers does some Rodgers magic in the second half, but. You know what? Would it surprise me if the Bears won? Absolutely not. They played a loaded, loaded Pittsburgh Steelers offense and a loaded Atlanta Falcons team, and they should be two and one. So it's uh, would I be surprised if they come out of this two and two? Not at all. Would I be surprised if Aaron Rodgers throws a forty banger on them? Absolutely not. So it's uh, it, it, a lot. It could go a lot of ways, but I do think it'll be a close game, and I think it'll be around 24-20, 24-17.
1: I'm with you. The the line is 7 right now. I think after the injuries shake out, um the line could sneak up to 8 or 9
2: mm-hmm. or
1: even higher. And I I just don't see it. No. I think it's a close game. Yep. A Thursday night game, a rivalry game. I'm like it's it's going to be close. I think the Packers can score points, especially if Randall Cobb is healthy. I think they can get to 28. Okay. But I think the Bears are going to score some too. I think the 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 run game is going to be tough. the The Packers are undersized on defense, and I think the Bears are going to be able to get some semblance of a running game going enough to to score fourteen, seventeen, maybe twenty points. So, I'm with you. I think it's a, I think it's around a touchdown game, and I think the Packers win it late
2: for sure. I wouldn't feel comfortable if the lines ate. You know, I'm like, nah. <laughs> they might yeah. they might cover there. You know, they might they might they might sneak in and only lose by a touchdown. So. That's uh, that's where I would feel most comfortable is just staying in. I'm like, yeah, the Bears are probably gonna keep it close. Plus, funky stuff happens on Thursday night, man. You know that. We funky yeah. stuff happens on Thursday night, and the Packers
1: like Jared Goff and Brian Hoyer play an entertaining game.
2: Yeah, that was. I I felt like that was we were in a different universe. I, I don't know what I was watching, but it was entertaining. I know that I was entertained, so I was happy.
1: Paige, thank you so much for coming on Lockdown Packers. I'm sure your your Midwest accent was comforting for a lot of <laughs> our listeners. It was certainly comforting for me in New York City. It's not something that I get to hear very often. So um, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll see you down the road.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, bear down, baby.
1: I want to thank Paige one more time. You can find all of her work on FanRag NFL. She does... Outstanding work. You can follow her on Twitter at the underscore sports page, P-A-I-G-E. It's a play on words, guys. It's funny you see what she did there. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. And speaking of Twitter, go to iTunes, leave a review for this podcast, put your name in it, and put your Twitter handle in it, and you could win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription which you want? You may not even know you want it, but you do. Uh, a programming reminder: tomorrow there will be a preview show, and then Friday we're going to do a recap show. So there's going to be an extra show this week with all the with all the time in between Thursday and our our Monday sh- our normal Monday show. I thought it was only right that that we get a breakdown as fast as possible on that. May have a guess, may not. We'll see. I guess you'll just have to find out. Until then, and always stay locked on Packers.
0: the list. the list.